0: Welcome to another episode of 6 Minute Monday where I give you 6 tips and tricks to make you more efficient and effective in the weight room, the boardroom, and on a football field. Okay, tip number 1. If you are trying to clean up the hinge portion of an RDL or a good morning, my tip to you is to take a corrective exercise technique, is to take 2 fingers from your right hand, 2 fingers from your left hand, so your middle finger and your pointer finger. Take them both. Stand up straight. Do it right now while you're listening. Put them on the hip bones in the front part of your body. And as you begin to initiate the hinge portion of the movement, press those hip bones backwards. Press those hip bones backwards. That should actually initiate the movement. That corrective technique is going to work wonders for you. What I'm doing right now, I've taken it a step further. I'm actually doing one-arm dumbbell RB- RDLs. It's part of my workout. So I have a, let's say I have a dumbbell in my left hand. I take those two fingers from my right hand. I put them on my right hip. And then when I begin the movement, even as I have load on my left side, I am pushing back. I am hinging by initiating it with my two fingers on my hip. Give it a shot. Let me know what you think. Okay, thing number two, something I am experimenting with. So I've always been a big fan of something called hyper-irradiation. What that means is by squeezing ultra-tight, you know, if you're squeezing with your hand, squeeze right now as you're listening to the podcast, squeeze ultra-tight. As you're squeezing, you'll notice that the harder you squeeze your hand, the more you are engaging other muscles in your body. So it's called hyper-irradiation because I'm squeezing one part, but I'm activating everything else. What I'm experimenting with right now based on RPR, is they work the body in zones. So zone 1 is your core. Zone 2 is like your trunk and your, let's say, your uh, quads. And then zone 3 is the further away you get from that zone, like your calves and your shoulders. Well, what I'm trying to do is I want to start activating through zone 1, meaning that if I'm going to bench press, normally I started my movement by squeezing the bar and breaking the bar, and I've preached that forever, break the bar. What I'm doing now is I'm squeezing the glutes. I am squeezing in the hips. I'm squeezing in my lower stomach. And I'm trying to get the force going from the middle of my body and then get to my hands versus going from my hands and getting into my middle, my middle, ah, middle of my body. What I'm figuring out is by squeezing the core first, I'm able to get that core involved in the lift. If I squeeze the core last, it's so hard to get there. So I, I'm experimenting with it. I think my order of operations was, was incorrect when I first started, but I'll let you know. Okay, thing number three, the book that I am reading. It's actually a little self-serving, but it's called Mahoney. My father got it for his 70th birthday. It is about uh, Mahoney's that came over from Ireland, the struggles they had in America, and the contributions that they made to this country. It's really a a, a beautiful thing. So it's supposed to be a true story. I don't know. I'm actually going to email the author and find out if it's true, but it's a great book, and if it has your last name on it, why not read it and I'm not going to give you any details, but it it really has been a pretty good book to read. Okay, thing number four, the quote that I am thinking about. If you make something everyone will like, you'll make something no one will love. I'll say it again. If you make something everyone will like... You will make something no one will love. Now, I'm bringing this up because very recently, a lot of our podcasts have been focusing on very, very specific things with very specific people. For example, I'd be interviewing someone about their high school football career and asking them very specifically, like, hey, is there a game that you wish you can go back and change? Or, hey, who do you think of uh, when the word success, when you hear the word success, who do you think of when it comes to St. Joseph by the Sea football? And people said, look, man, the podcasts are great. I love it. But... Do you think your audience is going to be too small? Do you think some guy in Kentucky cares about, uh, I don't know, Teddy Colhesi's game against Farrell when he's a senior? The answer is, I don't know. The other answer is, I don't care. What I'm trying to do is make something that a few people will love. We've always had a small audience. I always want a small audience. And I'm just hoping that people love the product that we're putting out. Okay, thing number five, productivity tip. It is something called the Pomodoro Technique. So what is the Pomodoro Technique? So what the Pomodoro Technique is, it's actually, I don't want to call it a time management technique, but I will because I don't have a better word for it. Essentially, if you are working on stuff by yourself, what you need to do is dedicate 25 minutes, uninterrupted minutes, to doing that thing, whatever it is. So, for example, if you're going to come up with a PowerPoint presentation or you're going to write a workout program, for 25 minutes straight, you can do that and nothing else. You can't check your cell phone. You can't go on Instagram. You can't go get a cup of water. You are working on it for 25 minutes. After 25 minutes, you must take a five-minute break. So you're 25 minutes on, on, five minutes off. 25 minutes on, five minutes off. They call it the Pomodoro technique because the guy who created it said it's kind of like eating a Pomodoro, and you have to be laser-focused on it, and it takes – Approximately 25 minutes to eat. I don't know how true that is, but the point is, you don't have to stick to the minutes. What I'm learning is, you just have to designate a time that can neither be too long or too short. Too short, you're never going to get anything done. Like, so for the rule of Pomodoro technique, is if you're spending 25 minutes on something and you, for whatever reason, at minute 12, you look at your cell phone, eh. You fail, start over again. You actually have to reset over again. So it has to be a time period where you're working uninterrupted, but it can't also be too long. If it's too long, say you work on this thing for 15 hours. Now you're shot. You're like completely shot. Your creativity's done. So to keep you fresh and laser focused, it's 25 minutes on, 5 minutes off. If you are in a sick flow state, I'd say at a certain point, just make sure you stop, right? Make sure you don't work for, for 4 hours because then the rest of your day might be done. Okay, thing number six. Thing number six. It's usually dedicated to the uh, craziest thing that I've seen all week at the gym or at the field. Because we can't go in the gym right now, but I'm gonna I'm gonna dedicate this one to the best thing that happened. So uh, Friday morning, sorry Saturday morning, we have a socially distant tough man workout. I load everything into the truck, all the exact weights that these guys ask for. I design a a workout that I believe is not only socially distant, but is going to prepare our guys for the tough man. We get to the field. I'm all loading the truck and realize that I uh, stupidly forgot one critical piece of equipment, the farmer's walk bar for a farmer's walk. So uh, (laughs) for the first time ever, I had to call my wife and say... Thank God that she was going to be coming down there. She was supposed to go down like an hour after we were there. I said, look, can you please do me a huge favor? Can you bring, go to the garage, get this black pipe? It's got a handle coming off the top of it because she doesn't know what a farmer's walk is. Can you bring this thing down? She's like, absolutely, no problem. Gets dressed immediately, drives down, brings the bar at the exact moment that we need it. So like within the second... She brought this thing down. Special thank you to Mrs. Mahoney. You, you saved the workout. Also, thank you to Pete Amorosi because uh, in the interim, while we were waiting for that point, he provided us with a 60-pound sandbag that apparently he just has sitting in his car. So that did the trick for us until we can uh, work with the farmer's walk. All right, people. Thank you very much. Have a great rest of the week. Bye.